There's something interesting brewing in India's tier two and three cities, and it seems like it might just be the next big thing after e-commerce. While the Amazons and Flipkarts and Nikes have risen to dominance in the e-commerce space, something new is gaining momentum to dominate them. In the next 10 years, it's predicted to become two times the size of all e-commerce in India. And it's called social e-commerce. I got to know about Misho a year ago. I had randomly come across an advertisement about Misho and had also seen my colleagues use it. So I felt like I could try it myself and ordered a few things, which were pretty good in quality and that made me use it regularly. That's Lakshmi. She works as a sales executive at a mall in Bangalore and selling on Misho, a social e-commerce platform, is her side business. Lakshmi is a single mother of a four-year-old child and she's the only earning member of her family. She says it's difficult raising a child on her own and her income from her job isn't enough to sustain the two of them in the city. I don't earn as much as my full-time job, but overall, I'm able to balance a good livelihood. Lakshmi is not an employee of Misho, nor does she own any inventory that she sells through the app. She's what's known as a reseller, someone who forms a bridge between the supplier on the app and the buyer. So she curates products that she finds on the app and puts them into a catalogue of her own. She'll see an item from a supplier on Misho, copy and send a link to her social circle on WhatsApp or Facebook and encourage them to buy it. And she earns a small commission of each product that is sold through her links. And there are millions just like her across the country, making the heart and soul of the multi-million dollar industry known as social e-commerce. They sell clothing, both Indian and Western, accessories, footwear, beauty and personal care items, all the usual goods in demand online. And Misho is right at the center of it all, with a fleet of 17 million resellers. The company has just seen a $300 million investment from SoftBank in April of 2021. In fact, while we were recording this, as of last week itself, Misho raised another $570 million in a funding round from major investors like Fidelity Investments, SoftBank and Facebook. A lot of big names. But it's not just these investors that see the value in this space. The traditional e-commerce giant Flipkart wants to get in on the action. They're about to send in a full fleet of their own to fight for what Misho has, and then some. It's a battle for dominance between Flipkart and Misho, and we're taking you right to the center of the action. Hello and welcome to Unofficial Sources, a business podcast by The Ken. I'm Anushka Chikara, and I'm your host for this episode. And this episode, we're taking a look at the growing environment of social e-commerce, the reigning queen Misho and the new kid on the block, well, the new kid on the block in social e-commerce at least, Flipkart. The tensions are high, the stakes are heavy and the throne is anyone's for the taking. So let's get right into it.
So the fundamental difference between Misho and an Amazon or Flipkart is the business model. Amazon and Flipkart have a B2C or business to consumer model. So a business puts up their products. You as a consumer go onto Amazon or Flipkart's marketplace, see the product and buy it. But Misho has a social e-commerce model, meaning that there are three sides to it. So there is the business and the consumer, same as before, but the resellers come in the middle to bridge the consumers to the businesses, like Lakshmi. Okay, is what I'm saying getting complicated? Have I already lost you? Well, I mean, I don't blame you because there are a lot of fancy and complicated words here, but you don't need to worry about them. Let's break it down. Like social commerce. It's a fancy term for a concept that's already existed for decades in India's culture. And I can guarantee that you already know it. So if you grew up in India like me, you probably knew people selling products in their social circles. Whether it was your aunt selling kurtis and salwar kameez to her friends and family, or the neighborhood auntie selling oriflame creams to the women in her kitty parties. Or, you know, for me, I remember back then that the only way to get Tupperware boxes and bottles was through the auntie in my building who had her Tupperware side hustle. So, of course, you can probably tell that this is done mainly by women, specifically women in caretaker roles who had no formal employment, but had that drive for a side hustle. In fact, I would go as far as to say that this was the original side hustle. So really all Misho has done is come in and build a tech layer over this. And here too, it's women who dominate, making up 15 of the 17 million resellers that use their app. So there's Lakshmi, who we spoke to and you heard earlier, but of course it's not all women. We spoke to Prakash, a businessman in the traditional retail industry who likes keeping a tab at all sorts of developments in retail in India, and decided to start his own business on Misho. So, recently I just uh, went through these people, uh, online these things all, and I found it interesting. I checked that there is a good number of uh, products they are selling through Misho, and we can have a margin. It, uh, the format which they have done it, it's very easy for any unlearned or uneducated person to also to use that platform and earn a little bit for his livelihood. At this point, I'm beginning to wonder, why is it that this social e-commerce model has taken off in tier 2 and tier 3 cities specifically? Well, I don't know the answer, but I know just the person who does. And that's Bhumika Khatri the co-author of the story that this episode was inspired by. You've probably heard her voice before on previous episodes. She covers e-commerce, consumer internet, and everything startup for the Ken. And she did a lot of research into what exactly Misho is doing in these areas. So India has a growing population of internet users in rural India, essentially tier 2 and tier 3 cities. We have noticed, according to TriData, etc., that there are over 300 million rural internet users in 2020. That's the last number that was available. So that target user base is something that social commerce companies as well as especially Misho is going after. 
So these social commerce companies have been leveraging these social media channels that are driven by internet adoption as well, like Facebook and WhatsApp. WhatsApp today has over 500 million users in India. Facebook has over 300 million users in India. And these are essentially driven by tier two and tier three users also relying on these apps. So this social circle market is essentially what social commerce is. This is also because this is driven predominantly by trust. Trust as a factor is something which is a very uh, tier two and tier three unique proposition as well because everybody there knows everyone essentially. That's something that people rely on and when such influencers, micro influencers essentially, your common lane friend, knows about it and is suggesting a catalog to you you might rely on their word and when they also put it on facebook on whatsapp whatsapp status essentially you also track them and are able to find out a very popular fashionable product and you just take their word for the quality of it right so it's bridging this trust between a potential customer who is like their friends and families and me show which could be a completely new brand for them exactly Now, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Flipkart has built its own counterpart to Misho, and it's called Shopsy. Well, I mean, it isn't exactly a secret. You can go on the Play Store and find Shopsy and even start reselling through it. But it's not something that Flipkart has talked about a lot or even advertised. Yet. As they continue building the platform, you're going to be seeing a lot more advertisements around Shopsy, people talking about it, because Flipkart intends on putting up a good fight with Misho. Here's Prana Balakrishnan, the other co-author of the story, who is also the Ken's resident e-commerce expert. Also, side note, we call him Balan within the company. So if you hear me using that interchangeably with his real name, don't be too confused. So Flipkart has been around here for more than a decade, right? That is a long time. And they've been a pioneer in e-commerce. But over the years, it has been able to make 100 to 150 million people buy online in a country of 1.3 billion people. So uh, they've been trying to get the next set of users, around 200 million, who are mostly from cities outside the metros. And in these places, social commerce is really picked up. And Misho is the leader of social commerce. And hence, Flipkart sees Misho as a threat. So Flipkart is now pulling up its socks to bring in this next 200 million users with Shopseed, right? So it is not that Flipkart has not been trying to make the next set of users, that is these 200 million users to make their first purchase. There was this platform called toogood.com. It was a platform which sold refurbished phones to the end user. And for a long time, Flipkart thought that these set of users are value conscious users and giving them products with no frills could attract them. But there was one element which was missing here, and that was trust. And that is what the reseller can bring here. So they decided to break Too Good. Too Good was shut down. Uh, the, the website was shut down and the electronics part of it went to Flipkart Marketplace. And uh, the other part, the social commerce parallel fashion became Shopsy as we know it now. So social e-commerce is this amazing thing to happen to e-commerce in India, right? It feels like a natural progression of the space and a good fit with the existing culture in India. 
Misho rose to prominence on the back of resellers. And now Flipkart, a giant in the Indian e-commerce space, is feeling quite intimidated. But funnily enough, while Flipkart is making moves to enter social e-commerce, Misho wants to move out of it and actually wants to start doing what Flipkart does with its core business. But why? If social e-commerce is the future predicted to grow two times the size of traditional e-commerce, then what makes its market leader want to call it quits? We'll explore that and much more right after the break. Hi, Pranav here once again. This podcast episode was inspired from a story Bhumika and I worked on recently. It is titled Flipkart's Shopsy Weapon to Counter Misho's E-Commerce Incursion. The story has a lot more interesting details, anecdotes and conversations with industry folks and insiders from both Flipkart and Misho. We also break down both Shopsy and Misho app in detail with the help of screenshots and graphics made by our in-house design team. Usually our in-depth stories are behind a paywall. That means only premium subscribers get to read them. But we have a special treat for our listeners. If you want to dive deeper into the details of this story, you can click through the podcast offer link in the description below and read the story for free. Thanks for listening. So Misho is looking to shift its business model from its current reseller model to more of a B2C model, like what Flipkart and Amazon are doing. Actually, while we've been working on this episode, Misho also announced that they want to do groceries, but that's another matter for another time. So why is Misho moving away from the reseller model that's at the core of its identity? So essentially, Misho has been seeing a lot of demand directly from customers. The company has noticed that most of its orders, almost 50 to 60%, were direct. That is, the customers are purchasing instead of resellers ordering from them. That also indicates that their target market, that was resellers, is at a point where there's not much scope for growth left. Therefore, this direct ordering with the customers also helps it expand into proper B2C e-commerce, which is what Amazon and Flipkart do. Okay, so it's a natural progression for them to expand to different avenues. Does that mean that it'll expand their reach as well? So increasing this market size is also very crucial to Misho's growth itself. The company has to justify the valuation. It has doubled its valuation just in few months, right from April to September. And this is on the back of almost 3x growth as well but these numbers are also very crucial to its future the bigger the market size the bigger the chance of getting more users on the app and therefore bigger chance of increased funding rounds and increased valuation for a company overall there still is like a really big risk for misho by changing its model right like it's built its whole business on the back of resellers and now it's moving away from them so doesn't that jeopardize everything that brought them success? So my sources at Misho tell me that the share of entrepreneurs to overall users is decreasing, even though at the same time, number of entrepreneurs on the platform are increasing. So clearly resellers are at risk, but they do have other platforms like Glow Road to expand their sales channel. 
but what company plans to do for these resellers is to bring alternate offerings like affiliate marketing or even live video influencing as well so let's circle back to flipkart we see how there's a risk for misho moving from social e-commerce to b2c but a similar risk exists for flipkart in moving to social e-commerce as well right now balan correct me if i'm wrong but I think the two models are inherently antithetical to the other and it's not possible to do both at the same time. Well, for example, um when a seller is listing on Flipkart, from all the sales they make, Flipkart takes a 40% cut. The same seller could be like actually screw it, Shopsy takes a 0% cut, so I'm going to go sell there. If that happens, then doesn't that eat into Flipkart's core business? Yes so what you're describing is called cannibalization but I don't think there is a real threat for that because the people that Flipkart targets with its core business versus with Shopsy are different the customers who go on Shopsy are price conscious as opposed to those on Flipkart who are brand conscious and for sellers well when you search something on Flipkart there will be 100 pages of results right the sellers who show up on the first page great but nobody goes beyond the first page i don't even go past the first page so shopsy is aimed at sellers who show up on the later pages because their ranking is so high on flipkart they can come on shopsy and see better sales these are sellers that flipkart wants to target to move to shopsy basically okay that makes sense but the point still stands right i feel even the top ranking sellers who enjoy being on the first and second page could still move to shopsy because at the end of the day it will save them money that's still very much possible right yeah well i can't predict whether that will happen or not sources i spoke to at flipkart said they're not too worried about cannibalization so uh, but i can say this if we are looking at just how flipkart's efforts with shopsy will turn out they definitely have a bunch of things in their favor they have all the building blocks they have a seller base their logistics are sorted they have a lot of money the only missing piece is the resellers but it's like uh, what do you call a second mover advantage for them right for example if uber is present in a city and the idea of ubers every every driver in the city knows about the concept of uber and ola can go and tell them listen we got a better deal for you and can onboard these resellers and i don't think that's going to be a difficult task for a company like flipkart it seems that the well stacked building blocks and the second mover advantage is really working out in flipkart's favor because just the day after i had this conversation with balan which was the 7th of october 2021 it was announced that flipkart's shopsy has onboarded 250,000 resellers within the first 100 days of its operations. So the missing piece of the puzzle is definitely finding its way there. But for both Misho and Flipkart, expanding from one business model to the other is not going to be easy because as we said, they inherently work against each other. but it's a natural progression for the companies and you could even say that they don't have a choice but to try these different business models it's definitely going to introduce a lot of chaos as they move forward but maybe something great could emerge from this chaos 
the battle has only just begun and I'm quite interested to see what moves Misho and Flipkart make and how the whole environment will evolve. Regardless, you can be assured that here at the Ken, we'll be following every development really closely. So if you want to dive deeper into the story for free, you can click the podcast offer link in the show notes. And well, that's it for this episode. See you next time, next fortnight on Unofficial Sources by the Ken.